0: It's a beautiful crisp fall morning. You and your team, you're up early, getting psyched and ready to set out on an extreme adventure. Ahead of you, a 10 mile course, 20 (laughs) obstacles, 40 tons of ice and 500,000 gallons of (laughs) mud. It, yeah, it sounds like a challenge, it is. But now I want you to imagine that you have to do this entire course in a wheelchair, sounds impossible but for the men you're about to meet that was actually the easy part the adversity that brought them together is the real story that's what's happening today on relate I'm Tamara Stanners, and this is Relate by Zendesk. And we take relationships seriously. Oh,
1: yeah, we have fun with them, too, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. Andy, he's our great producer, and we've got an amazing, serious, fun, super inspiring
1: relationship for you. It's it's everything. It's all those things. It's scary. It's uh, terrifying. Heartwarming. It's heartwarming and lovely. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to start by introducing you to the Manleys.
2: All right. My name is Hector Manley. And I am Don Manley's son since it seems
3: like forever. It seems like forever. <laughs> and I'm Don Manley, the proud father, unbelievably proud father of a wonderful young man.
0: Okay. So Hector's the son and Don is the dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's right.
0: But Hector said something like, it feels like he's been Don's son forever. So I'm assuming he hasn't.
1: Well, no. I mean, they didn't start out as father and son. Uh, and, and, We'll get to that, but, you know, it's hard to imagine a stronger bond than the one between these two men. Um, So the story starts out, well, I have to warn you, the story starts out with a disaster.
0: Oh, no. Okay. Everybody brace yourself. It's it's okay. It
1: it all works out. Um, And, you know, if if you have to go through a disaster, these are the, you know, the guys you want with you.
3: My wife and I were scheduled to go to El Salvador in the first place uh, to do some work uh, with our hospital. And we have a community that we support in El El Salvador called El Milagra, the miracle. Uh, And we do water projects and those types of things. And we were scheduled to go down there. And the earthquake hit, and they canceled all the flights.
1: The earthquake struck at 11.33 a.m., on January 13th, 2001.
2: I was uh, in the middle of a very strong earthquake in El Salvador.
1: It measured 7.6 on the Richter scale. Almost a 1,000 people were killed, many thousands were injured.
2: And uh, I fell inside of a garbage dump that was burning and I was stuck for about 40 minutes or so. And when it was all said and done, my legs had to be amputated because of burns
1: don manley and his wife karen decide they're going to make the trip anyway despite the dangers just to see how they can help
3: so my wife and i went down the first place we went was to our hospital and they took us to our they took us to the hospital it's an eight story hospital the largest children's hospital in central america all of the children were out in the parking lot. They were just under tents and and all of this type of thing. And we were going around with our physician, the man who was in charge, seeing everybody and saying hello, just giving them reassurance that someone cared. And he said, do you want to go in the hospital? And I said, well, if there's people working in there, we want to go in there just to tell them thanks." So we went through the emergency room and then we went up to the ICU And we were going down saying, just, just peeking our heads indoors. We were walking out the door and this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened in my life. We were walking out the exit and my wife says to our physician friend, we didn't go in that room. And she says, is there someone in there? And he comes back and he says, oh my gosh, yes, this is one of my patients. We go in this room and we see an angel, because the covers were up to his neck. And the doctor pulls the covers down, and he's burnt on his torso, and his legs are missing. And my wife and I are on each side of the bed. We looked at each other, and we said, we can do this. We didn't know what this was, but we knew we could do it.
1: What did they do? Well, they started by connecting with Hector's parents. His mother, in particular, who'd been traveling by bus for two or three hours every day to go to the hospital to feed her son, Uh, she had a young baby as well, and the family had basically lost their very modest home in the earthquake.
3: She gets there, and there's two crazy Americans jumping up and down, saying, "This is what we want to do for your son," and it was quite emotional. And within 10 minutes, she said, I have to talk to my husband. She talked to Hector's father and within a half hour, it was decided.
2: My parents in El Salvador felt very comfortable with uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Manley at that point. And um, they agreed to, to let me come to the States for, for their recovery.
0: So this trip to get medical care in the U.S. became something a whole lot more.
1: Right. Well, here's the thing.
3: We actually took Hector back after nine months of his rehabilitation, his burns healed. And we sat down with his parents and we asked them, what do you want done for your son? Because we had no intention of adopting Hector. And his parents in El Salvador, did the most unselfish thing I've ever seen in my whole life. They asked if we would bring him back here because his, he wouldn't have a life in El Salvador given his particular situation.
0: I, I can't even imagine that, can you?
1: No, I mean, what a decision. But, but Hector's parents knew that there wasn't much in the way of support for people with disabilities in El Salvador or where they lived. And, and so they had to make this incredibly painful decision.
0: And it's not like leaving his family for a foreign country with a new family and a serious disability was going to be easy for Hector at
1: all. No, but this is where you start to get a sense of Don Manley's philosophy of life. This, His idea that, you know, how you face adversity is everything.
3: We brought our son up to realize that anything's possible. That we just have to figure a way around that. How, how to handle it. I remember having this very specific talk when he was young and he said, well, dad, I can't play football. I can't play pro football. And I said, well, son, neither can I. So yes, anything's possible, but we all have our limitations that, that we can't do. But Hector skydives, he scuba dives. He's kind of a thrill seeker. He'd been whitewater rafting, uh, you name it. He's at least tried. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was very
2: important to have that mentality from the very beginning. And um, my dad, obviously, we talked about that and things that I could do and just work really hard to to be the best at things. I remember the first thing I tried to do was play golf. That was the first challenge I took right after learning how to walk. I, my dad, and I we both began. Just practicing, and I would fall down after every swing, but then just get up, and I was really excited about that. So until this day, I play golf, and I really enjoy it. And, uh,
3: and he's good at it. At one time, what your handicap was down to what? Huh? Four or five. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I stuck with
2: it, and I knew that it was something that I could be good at, and I played in high school, and I really enjoyed it.
1: Okay,
0: so... Hector golfs, probably
1: better than you and I. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. But we're just getting started with the stuff that Hector takes on and, and what the things he does with Don.
2: I remember in 2011, I talked to my parents about this idea that I had. And it was really crazy because I, I didn't know how to tell them. I was really nervous about it. That idea was that I wanted to kayak down the Mississippi River. It was crazy to me. I I had done a little bit of research. I knew that people had done it before, so I knew it was something that I could do. I know that other people can like run or bike across the United States, but for me, that would be very difficult. It was just about wanting to do something very big, and I came up with kayaking down the Mississippi River, so I shared that idea with my parents, and they knew I was serious about it, so they were right on board from day one. And we were able to accomplish that. I think that really opened our, our eyes of like just, we can really do big things together. And my dad and I, we spent so, three months, three months on the Mississippi River together. We never talked about quitting on the Mississippi River, even if, even when it got really difficult. So we knew that if we, uh, set our minds to doing other challenging things that uh, we would figure out ways to get them done. And I think my dad's a very smart man.
0: Hector is is truly amazing.
1: Well, his father, Don, is no slouch either. <laughs> no so, so Hector's 28 and Don is 63, and they're both endurance athletes.
0: Really? Yeah, on top of Together. all this. Yeah.
1: So, so Don's uh, big into distance running. And at one point, uh, a few years ago, you heard about uh, the Tough Mudder.
0: Oh, I know the Tough Mudder. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never done it, but I've watched <laughs> people do it. And it's that dirty, muddy racing event where you get your buddies together and try to get through some kind... Like, it's a super sloppy mud obstacle course.
3: I had done a couple of Tough Mudder events. And in 2012, I'd done a couple. I'm, I, I've am i always been a runner. It's kind of ironic that I've always been a runner and I end up with a kid with no legs. Uh, but that's just, that's just what life brings you. Um, And so I'd always been a runner and and somebody said, Hey, there's this new craze, mud racing in 2012. And so I went out and did a couple with some buddies and Hector and I kind of hatched a plan that says, you know what? I, I, I don't think there's any reason you can't do this, Hector. Hector's never used a wheelchair, but I said, I think for the tough mudder, we can reconstruct your wheelchair to put mud tires on it, big tires, you can push yourself through where you can. And I put uh I made out of out of like a snap strap or a ratchet strap. I took those and I made a harness for me.
0: I'm um, sorry, he made like a harness like a, you, yeah. I see what's coming <laughs> yeah.
3: Well I'll,
1: I'll put a, a, a link in the show notes but you've got to see this I mean Don basically hooks himself up to the wheelchair like a draft horse and so you know whenever Hector can't push him through, Don's pulling the wheelchair through the mud.
3: And I would put that harness on when we'd get in the, when he'd get in the mud and he pushes tires and I drag through the mud. And, and the thing about a Tough Mudder is it's not a race, it's a finish. There's this incredible community of individuals who are always looking to help each other. The, the, these people are truly amazing. And everybody wanted to help. And we just, we've just had a ball doing it.
1: And they didn't do this just once.
2: Yeah, our very first one was in 2012, I believe in uh, the Motor Speedway here in Homestead, Florida. We had. 20,000 people may be doing that event. And at some point, just about everybody offered a hand. So I realized that that's what Tough Mudder was about. And we've continued to do a couple more together. I think we've done five or six. We have another one coming up uh, in a little bit more than a month.
0: You know, it is amazing. And I honestly think these two are a little bit crazy.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, Don told me that that was probably an apt Description. They are a little bit crazy. But the big thing uh, for both of these men is they, they thrive on challenges. And their family just
3: faced another huge one. I have been doing hurricane relief the last two weeks, but I go one step farther.
0: Hold on. We started out tired, with an earthquake, and now you're telling me these two are in the middle of a hurricane? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah.
1: The, their home is in Bonita Springs, Florida. Uh, which is on the southwest coast, not far from Naples.
0: So they were right in the path of Hurricane Irma. Right in there. Oh, man.
3: Uh, Well, uh, when Hurricane Irma was hitting, everybody was coming to our house, but we're very, very close to the Gulf of Mexico, and they started talking about a storm surge. So I sent Hector to his sister's house, my daughter, and my wife and I had decided to ride it out. Well, right before the storm hit, they were talking about a 9- to 12-foot storm surge, uh, we're, we're only about three feet above the water, so we actually, my wife and I went and volunteered at a shelter, so for 48 hours straight we were volunteering at a shelter during a hurricane, and that was quite the experience, and, and it, it really taught us how, how, try, how to try to bring the best out to people, and it really reminded us of El Salvador. The worst of times brings out the best in people. We have been able to overcome any challenge there and we're on our road to recovery, but we're probably six weeks worth of rebuilding. And so my wife and I have a saying, it's what we're supposed to do. This is what we are supposed to do. And and it's it's a labor of love. And I do have to say, I am being paid to do this. I, I'm being paid in hugs, the best payment in the world. I, I am being paid in hugs and thankfulness, and that's the most incredible payment, except except for my son who's sitting across from me.
0: You know, um, my original assessment that these guys were superhuman, but they are now upgraded to superhero.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's about right.
2: He's an incredible person. Uh, it was very difficult. Uh, for me to leave and go to safety. They had made up their mind to stay and that's who they are. As soon as they were in the hurricane shelter helping out, you know, people wanted them to be in charge and people wanted them uh, to do this and that. And of course they never backed down from anything. And it has shown me that, you know, caring for others is what, what we do and what we're all about.
0: that is truly an inspirational and amazing story. Thank you so much, Andy.
1: My my pleasure. It was it was such a treat to talk to these guys.
0: So, I think that part of the big takeaway here is that everyone faces adversity, but it's how you deal with it that makes all the difference. And there's a really useful and practical article on the relate online magazine called How to Manage Customer Satisfaction in a Crisis, and it includes a step-by-step approach to keeping calm and carrying on in the face of a crisis or a disruption. You can find that piece and literally hundreds of others to help you bring your A-game when it comes to customer service. Just go to relate.zendesk.com. And that's it for this installment of the Relate podcast. But we've got lots more coming. Next week, you'll hear about the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus and their Lavender Pen Tour. It is an audacious plan to take the chorus on the road in several southern states that have anti-LGBTQ legislation on the books. You'll hear about what they're trying to achieve and how the group was received. So subscribe to Relate on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to get that episode and more. In the meantime, for more articles on connecting to your customers in deeper ways, visit relate.zendesk.com. And if you want to explore technology built to improve your customer interactions, head over to zendesk.com for a free trial. I'm Tamara Stanners. Talk to you soon.